It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you. 50 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta on Peachtree Street. Seven minutes after the hour. One more hour of the Lawn and Garden Show to, get, uh, to, to go. Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. He's on vacation and will be back next Saturday. So he has left you in the capable hands of myself and Joe Lample, friend of the show. Good to have you on, Joe. Hi, also Ashley. Also known as Joe Gardner. Mm. Tell me how that got started. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It, I think people know me more as Joe Gardner than Joe Lample. Half the time when I go speak somewhere, you know, it, they introduce me as Joe Gardner, which is fine with yeah. me. I just say I'm people Joe. People start to think it's your last name. Joe Lample, the Joe behind Joe Gardner. But it came about back early in the 2002, three years or something like that. And I was walking down a driveway to a party at a production company where I was then hosting Fresh from the Garden on DIY Network. And at the time, there were several shows that this production company had in the works on HGTV. And one of those was Groundbreakers with the host, Joe Washington. And so Joe was at the party and he was at the near the house of the driveway and I'm walking down and he sees me he says, "Hey, here comes Joe Gardner." <laughs> and I, you know, a little voice in my head goes, "Hey, that sounds pretty good, Joe. What do you think?" And I th- I thought, "Well, I'll have to go look that up when I get home." And and so this was long enough ago that if you wanted a domain name that you liked, chances are it was available. You could make it your website. Yeah, so joegardner.com of all names was available. So I got it, and you know I was happy I got it, but I didn't think I really pulled off a coup. Unlike today, if you try to get a anything.com, oh, it's just probably not there. But back then it was. And so that became uh, kind of uh, synonymous with my real name as I was doing all that television with DIY and then speaking and writing and so forth. And uh, it ended up becoming a trademark, and it uh, kind of became its own brand, and uh it was kind of cool, but it went a little bit on the back burner while I was really working on Growing a Greener World TV show. But the funny thing is, as much as I've kind of neglected it, it doesn't go away at all. It just no. really resonates with people. So we're going to, we've realized that now finally. And with this Georgia Magazine uh, thing feature with Joe Gardner, uh, we realize it's time to bring it back and really promote that on the gardening side. Absolutely. And you yeah. want folks to have an association, like, I mean, from, from the books that you've written too, just. Joe Gardner makes me think, well, I'm a beginning gardener. I can learn from this guy. Mm -hmm. Just the name kind of implies that I can come to you and learn. You're kind of the friendly, helpful, you know. So, I mean, there's a whole image built around that. And the other thing that makes it a little bit confusing, like my real last name with the apostrophe of Joe Gardner is all lowercase. So it's not a proper pronoun, but that's on purpose because I didn't want anybody to think it's one person. I mean, we're all kind of Joe Gardners. Mm -hmm. If we're all, no matter what our skill level is, we're striving to get to the next level, you know, we're all in it together. So it's the collective Joe Gardners of the world. That's clever. I hadn't noticed, but it is lowercase, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Now, growing a greener world, how can folks here in the Atlanta area or in Georgia tune you in on your TV show? Well, it's not as easy as the rest of the country, but apparently it is on Create Network, which is through Georgia Public Broadcasting on one of their channel feeds. And I, ironically, I watch so little TV, I really can't tell you much more than that. But it is becoming available. It's not quite as readily accessible as just you know hitting the primary channels here in this state. And hopefully it will get there because I think, you know, as much as we produce the show right here in Atlanta, as well as traveling around the country, we're in 
100% of the top 50 markets in America for coverage. So that says something. Obviously, it's appealing to people in New York and San Francisco and Seattle and Miami. So I would think Atlanta, ought to, of all places, really be embracing it. So say the name of the TV channel one more time. Create uh, create create, create network create, create TV network. is a public broadcasting lifestyle channel okay and and that is uh, in the lineup under Georgia Public Broadcasting I think that's channel eight on the main feed and I keep up with Joe on growingagreenerworld.com yeah if all else fails which is where you can computer. watch all the episodes absolutely good news all right eight eleven we're gonna jump back out to the phones and take more of your calls four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty Matt in Dallas hi hey what can we do for you today um. I was uh want to know the right time to transplant a Japanese maple tree. I got a red bud that uh looks like it's on its way out. Hmm. I was going to cut it down and uh move the Japanese maple to that location. Oh, and, uh, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't. I got a Japanese maple for a uh, Father's Day gift. I want to make sure I don't you know damage it. How large is it right now? Oh, uh, it's uh probably I guess you'd say about a ten gallon tree. Perfect. You know. Do you have time today? Matt? Yes, go ahead. Do you have time today to do it? Oh, yeah. Do it. This is the perfect time. Fall is absolutely the best time to plant really anything in a tree. Oh, my gosh. And then it's going to rain tonight or tomorrow, so you're going to have the help from Mother Nature to water it in. So make sure you do it uh, as sooner as soon as you can, just because it's the perfect time of year. But don't neglect the watering. Beyond the fact that it's going to rain tonight, Keep it watered, even though you're going to lose the leaves on it because it's a deciduous tree. You need right. to help it settle in and um, establish so that by next spring and summer it's on its way and you don't have to water it after that, hopefully. Okay, that'd, that'd be great. What about a river birch tree? What about pruning that on, on a day like today? Um, I like to save my pruning, unless you're having to cut something out because it's diseased or crossing or damaged. I like to do my primary pruning after it's lost all its leaves, so when it's in dormancy. So it's not yet there. So I would say probably February is my ideal time to go out and take on trees like that because if you, the risk that you run when you prune now is that if it's not fully dormant, pruning stimulates, it can cause things to leaf out, tr- trees and branches in, to leaf out. So you don't want to really do that as it's getting colder. So wait if you can and do that uh, you know, later in the year, early next year would be ideal. Okay, sounds good. One less thing you have to do now. <laughs> do a little bit today, a little bit later. Thank you, Matt. Good luck with that. Okay, thanks. Guys. All right, thanks. Be safe. Clint from McDonough, up next. Hi, Clint. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. Hey, Clint. Uh, quick question. So I, I live in a cul-de-sac and um, in a neighborhood. In the back of my house faces north. So it, it kind of gets partial sun. There's a good bit of the yard that does get full sun um, during the day. And years ago, I planted um, about 11 pallets of uh, Emerald Zorgia back there mm-hmm. uh, when I still had um, nine trees on top of, of my backyard. Well, I'd say probably half of it flourished. Um, the grass looks great. Now that I've cut down the rest of the trees recently, um, all the places that were shaded is now brown and dead. No grass, dirt and mulch now. Um, what would be something good that could either mix well with the zoysia now, um, this time of year that I could plant that would, um, would either flourish this time of year or be great in the springtime? Uh, so let me just clarify. When, after you took the trees down, is that when it went to brown, or was it browning up and dying out before you took the trees it down? Was, it was browning and, and dead. 
before I took right. the trees out. The reason I took the trees out, I, I live up my house, my property backs up um, into a cul-de-sac, and there's nothing but wood surrounding my privacy fence in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so my house from the back is three stories because it has a basement, plus the trees just outside the border of my privacy fence. So I have this little nook of a backyard mm-hmm. um, that has grown some grass that was in the shade, but those trees... Mm-hmm. Um, or covering a good yeah. bit of my backyard, yeah. and that grass is gone. Okay, so here, in, in, in the grass where the, uh, the the shade really wasn't a problem, that zoysia is still doing pretty well, right? That's doing pretty good. Okay. Um, in the springtime and in the summer, it looks like green carpet. Okay, so, so here's hey. here's what we're going to do. Uh, and, and for now, because we're going into dormancy with your warm season grasses, we're going into dormancy. So... What I would do is I would plant winter rye. I mean, we have to we have to stabilize the soil at this point, and so winter rye is just an annual grass that will come up quickly and it will die out in the heat next spring. And that's when you're going to come back and you're going to put in some more emerald zoysia because now that you've gotten rid of some of the shade, I believe that's the reason why that area was in decline, whereas the areas where it was sun, it's doing better. And then you said it looks like carpet in the summertime. So I would just buy some time, stabilize the soil with some winter rye, uh, which it was just very different than your um, your zoysia. But still, we're just we're just buying some time until you can do the serious work and the long term work when you put in some more zoysia to replace what's dead now. And going along with what Joe is saying, Clint, too, when you go to Walter's website, I refer to this multiple times every Saturday when I'm on the show with Walter, but going to WalterReeves.com, GeorgiaGardener.com, they take you to the same place, but Walter's website, when you go to the search bar and type in lawn care calendar, Mm -hmm. that is amazing. Then you just look for lawn care calendar, print out the sheet that applies to the grass you have, zoysia. Mm -hmm. I print that puppy out. It is in two or three places in my garage. I mean, literally, he's made it so easy, just a January through December kind of, here's the grass you have, here's when to seed, here's when to fertilize. So that'll kind of serve as a reminder for Clint, you know, when he needs to start doing all those things for the zoysia. and if you want some green now, that's why I say plant the rye or or if the zoysia has gotten to the point where you just you run the risk of the soil washing away, you don't want that to happen. But if you're okay with just some ugly dead grass until spring, okay, but we don't want to lose that soil in the process because the topsoil is the most important thing you So got. the rye is just there to it's kind of It's just to hold it together and keep it green. You want something there that looks good. And like you said, so when it dies off, there's no chance of it being invasive and growing into not, the No, it's an annual. Like it's not going to not going to be a problem. Great. Thank you so much for the call, Clint. Great questions. We have Chris and Art and more of your calls coming up on Lawn and Garden. Jump in and join us 404-872-0750 and don't forget the Pike Pick coming up in less than 15 minutes. Stay tuned. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And, of course, the spooky Halloween music being played by Scott Maxim for us this morning. This weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It is Halloween. As far as the weather is concerned, though, we're in for a treat. There is no rain tonight in the forecast for the trick-or-treaters. Cloudy skies all day, yes. Highs in the upper 60s. Mummies may want to wrap up the kitties before they head out because temperatures will dip down to the mid-50s. Overnight, clouds remain and rain moves into the metro. Stay tuned to Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca and Joe Lample in studio answering your calls for Walter Reeves. He's out one more Saturday. He will join us again next Saturday. He'll be back to host Lawn and Garden. We're going to jump out to College Park really quickly and talk to Art. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, the problem is I have uh, three Leland Cypress that I planted about 10 years ago or so, and they've uh, they've grown up and they've grown laterally or to the side, and uh, they're too close together now. Should I trim them or try to dig them up, dig the center one up? Yeah. How big did you say they are? Uh, I think they're about between 12 and 15 feet now, mm. and there's three of them. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't around when they were planted, but... Right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, How far apart are they? Uh, gosh, the the trunks are uh, oh, seven feet mm-hmm. apart. I mean, too close. seven, something like that. Between yeah. seven or eight feet, okay. something like that. Definitely too close. And just before I give you my recommendation, this is such a common issue. You know, people understandably want instant impact. If I knew then what I knew now kind of thing. Right. But you don't know because, you know, as fast as Leland Cypresses grow, they're not as big tomorrow as they are today. So you plant them closer than they should be. Like they should be at least 15 feet off center. But this is what happens. And so now you're in the dilemma of what do I do? I don't recommend trimming them back because that's either going to distress it or it's going to eventually the problem's going to reoccur. Digging it out would be a monumental task. Honestly, and I'm a tree hugger, I would recommend probably considering just taking down the middle one and let the other two fill in because they're more appropriately spaced. And that one in the middle is just going to cause all three to suffer than than the two that would thrive if they had more airspace. Well, and then leaving that one in the center, you know, you're going to do a disservice later on down the road like mine right now. The inside branches that are pointing in towards the other yeah. trees, I mean, they're all brown. That's you have right. one side that's beautiful and then... And, and one other option, if you take it down and you're maybe you know going, oh gosh, that's going to leave a big you know open space, you might want to consider coming back and planting another Leland Cypress. But if you do, don't plant it in between them. Plant it out from the two so they're in two rows, not one row. And that gives you the staggered look and still gives you the screening that you're after. Thank you for thinking of it, Art, and thank you for the call. Join us on Lawn and Garden 404-872-0750. This is Ashley Frasca. Joe Lample will be back. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good morning, folks. Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves on WSB. Still hovering around 51 degrees here on Peachtree Street in Midtown. Going to get a lot warmer later on today. Well, not a lot, but enough for the trick-or-treaters to at least be comfortable. No rain. That's good. I hope everyone's looking forward to some fun Halloween plans. Let's jump out, as we do this time every Saturday, and talk to Mickey Gasaway. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? What are your Halloween plans? You and Stan give candy out to the kids? Well, no. We usually, our kids come over and we go to 
trick-or-treating with them, and I leave a bowl on my thing and say, take some and leave some for the next. And they That's always so do. funny. Joe and I were talking about that earlier, and I just never trust that because you have that one teenage kid that just takes it all. <laughs> no, they don't. We've always had some left. Good little kids. Um, yeah, good, nice good, good, good. Well, so what is going on at Pike Nursery today? We have our big clearance sale. Let me tell you, if you're, if you're a, a bargain hunter or a plant person, this is the place to be because we have got so much stuff on sale. We've got um, hydrangeas, half price, all the hydrangeas. Um, we've got um, the garden mums, the great big ones in full bloom, five ninety nine. Great if you've got want something for your porch tonight. Um, the glazed pottery, twenty percent off. Uh, deciduous trade trees. If this, if you want to go and buy a Japanese maple. Today is the day because we've got them for twenty percent off. And I saw like all the spring spring bulbs too, or twenty or thirty percent off, right? Off. Yeah, and and that includes cyclamen was in there too. And I got to yeah. tell you, I just picked up some cyclamen about three weeks ago at Pike, and they are beautiful, fun oh, little yeah. flowers in in my uh, one of my beds. Yeah, they are beautiful. I love them. the The secret to the cyclamen is is keeping too much water off of them. I think I, I always put some on the porch because they don't mind the cold. They just don't like to be too wet. Yeah, I have them planted in the same planter with um, Cosmos, and they're kind of differ, you know, they differ in what they want for water, but so far, I mean, just the color splash was really cool, the orange and the the pink, but wow, great sale. And all the patio furniture is on sale, 30 to 70% off. Um, Just a great deal. Sale and clearance. People are going to make a run for Pike Nursery. Now, in this case, since it is sale and clearance items, do they still have to mention that as the Pike pick as they get Um, to the cash register? they're all going to come up anyway, but you could anyway, just, just for fun. Great. And of course, give them your play in the dirt card too. Yes, absolutely. And, um, yeah, that's what you need to do. And we were batting around ideas, Mickey, for cool Halloween plants. One of the first ones that always comes to my mind every year is the Chinese lantern, almost yes. truly a paper lantern-looking orange plant. Really, really cool and fun for the kids to kind of look at and observe. And you had a bat plant? Right, we had a bat plant. Um it's actually, and I, I didn't know this, I looked it up because anytime I see something, I don't know what it is, and it's related to yams. Oh, wow. Isn't that odd? But it's this big black spooky thing. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, <laughs> really text, cool. text me the picture and I'll tweet it out because that sounds okay. interesting. And Pike Nursery actually just tweeted out a pitcher plant, you know, which yes. eats bugs and kid, almost like a Venus flytrap kind of thing. Kids That's would right, get a kick a out of that. Plant. Yeah, they're great. And, uh, uh, let's see, what else have we got this week? I think that's Do you have spider plant? I used to grow that when I was a kid. A, sp- a spi- spider like plant, a like a corn? hanging basket? Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that, that have the little babies hanging off of it. Right. Yeah. I don't know whether we've got any. We have them in the spring. All right, so that's what go? we'll... I'm good, Mickey. I'm good, thank you. Good. That's what we'll do. Spider plant and bat plant. We'll get yes. pictures together. I'll tweet them out on at Ashley Frasca WSB. Want folks to get some spooky ideas for Halloween plants. They've got the pumpkins. They've got the mums. Add add another pop of color or something fun for the trick-or-treaters to see tonight. Absolutely. Thank I'll you so much, you. Mickey. And we'll be talking to you next Saturday. See you later. Bye, All right, Mickey. you enjoy. Bye, Bye Joe. 404-872-0750. Winding down the show, about 20 minutes left to go. Joe, I think we can tackle a few questions Let's do here. it. Chris from Stockbridge, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great. How can we help you? Well, I have a problem. I'm trying to grow something on the side of my house, maybe a shrub, but uh, I was digging up the other day, and I noticed a, uh, a tube, a uh, 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 white tube that was, uh, I have an in-ground um, sprinkler system, mm-hmm. and I almost punctured that tube, uh, a PVC, mm-hmm. 
So I need something that's going to grow that's not, that won't, the roots won't grow very deep. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me first tell you that don't, don't be afraid necessarily if you can find your water shut off to, uh, to relocate that PVC too, but it's very easy to fix. I mean, it, even I can do it, and I am not a DIY guy. So if you if you did want to reroute that tube, or even if you break it, uh, I would go for planting what you want to plant first. I mean, think about the, a plant that solves a, a problem or aesthetically you like for that location, and and go with that rather than try to work around a, a three quarter inch plastic white PVC pipe. I, I think. You don't need to do that. Don't be a slave to that pipe. Well, it runs along the side of the house. That's the problem. And it comes out about three feet uh, out from the house. Uh huh. And it goes all the way across, all the way down the side of the house. Okay. All right. Well, so let's go with your choice and say if you want to try to plant something that uh, won't necessarily encumber the pipe, then consider this. I mean, you could almost go with a lot of options if you consider mounding up that area. So you raise the grade a little bit uh, to give to buy yourself an extra six inches or twelve inches, and and you know it really isn't bad to do that anyway when you're near the house, not necessarily right up against the house, but if you can change the grade so that you're directing the water away from the house anyway by making it higher closer to the wall, that's a good thing. But this way, you give yourself a lot more options by creating this artificially raised area with more soil to plant into it. And, and the roots will work around the PVC pipe. I wouldn't worry about that either. Oh, okay. So it, do you recommend any uh, type of um, shrub? There are so many foundation shrubs. I mean, it depends on whether you're looking for color or evergreen or deciduous or flowers or, you know, one of my, a couple of my favorite um Foundation shrubs would be autolucan laurel, cleara, japonica. Um, gosh, I like Chinese got? fringe, laurel pedalum. I mean, that's the it, purple that's a classic. Yeah, turning red and it can right get really now. big, but then you got to watch the varieties because there's mm-hmm. so many different sizes. You could just you could probably go on Walter's site and recommend uh, WalterReeves.com and just you know good foundation shrub plants, anything. He's got a great search site there. He does. He has an extensive list, Chris, and it'll tell you what needs sun, what doesn't. So kind of establish that when you're looking at the area first. Great. Good advice for mounding. Yeah. That's good thinking. 404-872-0750. We have time. Cecil in Smyrna. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, how is everybody there? We're great. good, Cecil. What's your question? Well, um, several years back, started a Myers lemon trees in pots. Over the years, they have grown, and this year I planted one of them out in the yard, out in the uh, the sun garden and the raised beds. It's about five feet tall. I'd like to leave the thing in the ground if possible. Uh, the trees are big. I'm getting older. They're harder to tote back to the greenhouse. Right. And um, can I mulch around it and then put one of my tomato cages and plastic around to hold it like in a greenhouse effect you've given or... it a lot of thought and i admire that cecil but joe shaking his well I, I like i do like where he's going with that because i am always that, the greenhouse around i'm the always tree. that guy that loves to experiment and he, he at this point it's here's your thing if you if you don't want to dig it up and move it back in which is really the only way that we can know that you're going to get it to survive to the next year then you're going to leave it in the ground and if you're going to leave it in the ground then i would definitely create that greenhouse effect because you can you can allow a Meyer lemon to survive in a protected environment over winter, assuming you 
you don't live too far north. Do you? You're still in Georgia, right? Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Smyrna. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to definitely give it some good thick poly around it and completely insulate it so that there's plenty of heat radiating from the ground and the solar heat being trapped inside so see what what a lot of people do tend to think is when they just cover the roots you know like a mulch or something that's fine but really something as tropical as that i mean you're concerned with the whole the branches the leaves every everything it's left, tropical not just the now roots. and here's the downside of that though and that is it can get too hot in an environment like that because you can really cook it uh in the winter time when there's a lot of heat that can potentially trap in there. So it's it's a really dicey proposition that you're taking on, but I would I would say go for it. And then you can tell us what happens. But the reason you don't yeah. see other Meyer lemon trees outside growing in the ground up here is because they, they don't survive. All right. It's never bloomed. I'm hopeful the thing's probably about six years old now, mm-hmm. and I think it's about time it bloomed. Mm-hmm. I have a saying, either grow or go. <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, um, I'm reluctant to give it up though yeah well good luck i mean if you've done enough research and think you could you know come up with some contraption try it send us a picture go to georgia uh, walterreeves.com and you'll find his email address and i follow you guys fascinating and you guys are good to be on the air i listen to you often well thank you so so you're not going to dig it up are you going to are you what what are you going to do cecil i'm going to dig it up good okay thank you i'm going to save that tree yeah that's the right thing All right. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Now, up next is Dave from Sandy Springs. Hi, Dave. Dave, hi. All right. Dave's question, if he's still listening, how to control African violence Mm -hmm. in a fescue lawn. That's a pretty common problem. Man, is that a common problem. I was just having this conversation with my brother-in-law this week. And, uh, you know, I... They don't bother me. They don't bother me either. I like them. But a lot of people hate them, mm-hmm. and they, they just go there everywhere. There are so many other weeds that could be way worse. Than yeah, they're violence. kind of pretty, but they have a tough, waxy tough, tough waxy leaf, and um, even they're, they're a little bit resistant to herbicides, although that would be... Here's your options. First of all, promote the health of your lawn as best you can, because again, I said earlier today, the best weed control is a healthy lawn, and, and, and that's the case with African violets as well. However... The other options are to dig them up, which most people are probably going, right, I'm not going to do that because it just <laughs> takes over everything. So let's say that's not an option. You could selectively treat it with glyphosate, which the trade name most people are familiar with is Roundup, but I like to use the common name because it is, you can buy it much cheaper as just the generic name and find look for glyphosate and, and spot treat it. You have to be careful because that's a non-selective herbicide. So whatever that chemical gets on, is it's going to die. So if it's in your grass, which it is, and you get the chemical on the grass, it's going to kill the grass. So you have to be very careful with that. So which leads me to the third, fourth, I'm losing count, would be a, a weed control herbicide, a broadleaf weed control herbicide like triclopyr would be one. But there's many. And if you look at the label on those broadleaf weed controls, you will see listed on the label uh, African violets. Right. Or uh, not African violets, mm-hmm. violets. And uh, that would be um, what you'd use. And then as we've really talked about numerous times this morning, folks have given us the opportunity to talk about pre-emergence, too. And just like you're saying, to help the strength of the lawn, really getting ahead. You're treating the weeds now, fine, but really getting ahead before they germinate and getting you know prepared for the next season, kind of cutting down on the weeds that will crop up later as well.
So visit WalterReeves.com, print out a lawn care calendar, all the different types of grass, five that are very common here in the Atlanta area, telling you when to seed and when to apply the pre-emergent. Get ahead of the spring germination on those seeds for sure. We'll have time for a few more of your calls winding down the last hour of the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley Frasca and Joe Lample filling in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. I'm looking over my shoulder. That's kind of scary, Scott. Time for a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Happy Halloween. We have good news. A mix of sun and clouds, but no rain tonight. Overnight, the chance does go up to 100%. You will see rain in the overnight hours. Highs in the high 60s. Lows tonight in the mid-50s. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast is coming up here in 10 minutes on WSB, so stay tuned. Joe and I have had a great time of very fast-moving three hours on the show today. Three hours? Yep, it flew by. We were active on social media, got a lot of your calls, and we saved the best for last. Good morning, Lori from Johns Creek. How are you? I am great. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, my question is, is I have a poplar tree, and it's um, probably about 10 feet from my sewer line, and I am tr- um, debating whether to cut it down or to just trim it up. How far from the sewer line? About 10 feet. Uh I wouldn't advocate cutting it down. It's it, and trimming it. What what are you trying to accomplish? Are you just worried about the roots going into the sewer line? Yes, I am, and also the tree is getting so big it's killing my lawn. That may be that may be you know the bigger issue because even if you trimmed it, it's going to regrow and it, and it's going to try to regrow very quickly to recover what it lost. And so, um, you know, it's it's just you're dealing with an ongoing battle at this point. If it's in the area where it's shading out things and making it deteriorate. It may be time to take it out, and then you're eliminating all your concerns. Otherwise, you're just going to have an ongoing problem. So with the list of pros and cons, it sounds like the cons of the tree maybe outweigh the pros on that. Good thinking, Lori. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Joe Lample, for yeah. joining us today. We want folks to catch up with you one more time on social media. Where can they track you down? GrowingAgreenerWorld.com is the hub, and then you can get everywhere from there. Excellent. Yeah. Find me on at Ashley Frasca. WSB will be back Monday morning to bring you triple team traffic early, bright and early at 4.30 a.m. It's been a lot of fun filling in for Walter. Can't wait to see his face back here next Saturday on the Lawn and Garden Show. Thank you for listening and thank you for calling. Have a happy Halloween, folks.